Welcome to the Savage Sonia Show. Thank you for tuning in. Candid and conversational, this podcast is about having those discussions that society still fails to address accurately and with clarity. From sex, to mental health, to periods, to relationships, to family trauma and so much more, I bring in guests and thinkers with a plethora of belief systems, ideologies and thinking patterns to share how and why their individual experiences have shaped them to become the person they are today. My goal with this podcast is to debunk social myths, raise cultural awareness and help you step into your most authentic, highest potential despite the limiting beliefs around you that you may have experienced so that you too can enhance your mind, build better and cultivate a stronger sense of self-worth. To support the podcast channel, please like this episode, subscribe to the channel, write a review and leave a star rating. This helps with pushing out more content that I know you'll learn from and enjoy listening to. I'll leave a link in the description box to all of my social media accounts, including my YouTube channel and the guest I bring onto the show. All of the sources which I use, including journal articles and books, will be linked in the description box down below. Nav is a passionate and creative person who loves the beautiful things in life, hence why she is in her final year of studying interior design. Nav has continued to follow her heart, calling to dance, in order to create and to connect with others. She hopes to influence other people to express themselves with love and happiness through the practices of Tantra and dance. Hi. Hello, hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Amazing. So, I'm quite interested to know more about um, tantra mm-hmm. and yes. what it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Shall we get straight into it then? Yeah. Amazing. Right. So, there's a lot of misconceptions surrounding tantra. Um, mm-hmm. So, first of all, I just wanted to clear things up and say tantra means technique or technology. And it's considered a spiritual science, which involves expanding consciousness into infinite consciousness. It's about the merging of spirituality and sexuality. And you might be disappointed to hear that Tantra is actually not all about sex. Sex is only 8% of what Tantra really is. And Tantra can be kind of considered as a way of self-exploration learning more about yourself and learning about who you are and why you're here on earth. A beautiful way of describing Tantra is like a drop of water returning to the ocean to become one. And I love that analogy because it just kind of reminds you that we are part of something much bigger than ourselves. 
so it's focus <laughs> sorry it's no, focus no, is no, on providing interesting, like what you're talking about it's, yeah it's sort of like branches of psychedelics I guess mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. but you can continue speaking don't worry <laughs> okay awesome um yeah no so I just wanted to say that it's focus is on providing the correct approach and specific techniques to cause an individual to to grow becoming stronger and more capable of life's obstacles and to kind of deal with that in the fastest way possible because I feel like a lot of people when we do get obstacles come up in our lives we tend to attach ourselves to them Mm, which which, yeah I'm sure maybe a lot of people can relate to rather than finding techniques and ways of getting through that quicker and that's why tantra comes in because like I said it means technique so it offers you that technique to get through these life's life struggles so much easier um and yeah so one of the most beautiful things about tantra is that it doesn't neglect the body and as a dancer that's why I absolutely love tantric practices is because a lot of spiritual leaders talk about the importance of transcending the body and yeah yeah, you know like reaching in order to reach enlightenment you have to you have to get out of your body you have to not be attached to it is it sort of similar to like meditation in a way exactly yeah yeah there are I can go into outer experience yeah yeah exactly I can go into all the different types of um, meditations you can do um if you wanted to ever try those out but Yes. Oh. So, so um, how do you sort of incorporate Tantra into your dance or any creative outlet that people mm-hmm. have? Yeah. So I can give you a bit of background maybe about just my dance journey. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I that's guess. Fine. Um, so, yeah, I've been dancing since I was uh, eight years old and I stuck with Bollywood for eight years as well. So, <laughs> so yeah, so the typical, the typical dance style for an Indian girl. Um, so I, I worked my way up and honestly, I was very blessed to be able to perform at such amazing shows. And um, I performed, I don't know if you've heard of the second exotic Marigold Hotel. Uh, <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, it was the premiere, the movie premiere. Oh my so God. It was awesome to be able to experience just, that atmosphere it was so energizing how cool. did you get into that like how did you manage to like get into that like from yeah see I worked my way up almost because I was part of a, a dance company professional dance company oh right and um I was offered a place to kind of perform in um kind of like the they call it like the elite group almost where you kind of uh give an opportunity to go to shows and um try out loads of new experiences and yeah so I just got offered this um this chance to be able to perform in the premiere of the the movie so it was really awesome to be part of that and yeah it was one of the best times of my life really because it realized I realized how much I love to be on stage and how much I love to perform in front of an audience and that's kind of where I started realizing how much dance is really important to me because it used to create, and it still does, like it creates such positive feelings and such positive emotions in my body. And um, yeah, so relating that, going back to the question you asked and how Tantra kind of comes into that, 
when I'm dancing to music I love, I'm focused yet lost in a different world. And I think that's such a great way to kind of see that's what Tantra is really all about, that you're here, but then you're also in this like divine realm almost. Um, and Does it yeah. similar to like, you know, when I guess people who smoke weed, they always yes. talk about this kind of high. Is that exactly. something similar yeah. to yeah. Know, what Tantra offers? Yeah, no, I'd say so. I definitely say so because that high is achievable through our own kind of body. A lot of people believe that you have to kind of use external stimulus in order to gain that high. But I think what Tantra is trying to say is that you are already whole. You are already in a state of ecstasy, but you just have to kind of shed away all those conditioned layers in order to reach that high. And it's 100% possible but it just takes time and practice. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you do you do you feel like um, mm. it's possible for, especially, I guess, people from our generation? Uh, we just kind of uh, experiment with so many different things, like drugs, mm. alcohol. Mm. Um, is there a way to cultivate that specific technique? through yourself like do you have to go outside and do all of these things or can it come through you I think a lot of people believe that you know when they say oh you have to live life to the fullest and you have to you know you're young just just have fun and I Mm -hmm. think their idea of fun is kind of doing that type of stuff smoking drinking going out clubbing (laughs) all that type of stuff and Personally, in my opinion, since being on my spiritual journey, all of that stuff has just really been pushed behind. Like when I was at university and people would ask me or my friends would ask me, do you want to go out tonight? I don't know. I just had this like hesitance. I was like, I don't really don't really want to go because I've found something that gives me more pleasure than that. So I think that a lot of people that do engage in these these activities or these recreational things is because they're looking for that escape and they're looking to kind of connect with something bigger than themselves and that's kind of what tantra is like I mentioned before it is something bigger than ourselves it's that drop of water returning to the ocean to become one and all of us have this tantra or can cultivate tantra right? yeah a hundred percent see tantra it doesn't it includes everything because tantra is all about wholeness and unity there is no limitations or obstructions to this practice anybody at any age from any background from any whoever has any religious beliefs like everybody can can um, integrate it into their lives Um, I remember I shared a post on my story about controversial virginity mm-hmm. tests. Yes. How do you think um, our culture, so our brown Asian mm-hmm. uh, misogynistic culture, <laughs> you know, affects our thinking? Because I'm, I'm quite aware that like Tantra does come into play um, when it comes to sex and intimacy and relationships. But yes. I've noticed that most 
you know coming from our community a lot of people don't really speak about these things openly and there's no uh way to cultivate a, a healthy sex life with your partner yes because let's face it we don't really know much about it we look outside we copy things from like porn and it, mm -hmm. it really affects us yeah. so how yeah. do you think that you know Mm, so you, yeah you mentioned loads of different topics there so I'll kind of break those down by one by one um so the first you kind of mentioned was more about how our if our culture has an influence on us um and yeah no 100% I totally agree especially coming from an Asian family I can definitely see that there is a massive miscommunication between the members in the family I mean because I am an only child so I just have my mum and my dad and even just that I can kind of see that there's this miscommunication due to our social conditioning mm -hmm. and um, they also I've also found that like there is just this power imbalance between men and women and it's crazy because in Britain um, two women are killed each week by a male partner and the violence usually begins in girlhood. And I think it's just really upsetting that that's kind of the way um, life is at the moment and how women are kind of being shamed surrounding sex. And um, it results in so much self-hatred and worthlessness. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, shame just spreads so quickly. Whenever somebody kind of has those strong emotions, like, it keeps us divided. It keeps us in a competitive state and feeling isolated and insecure about ourselves. Why, why do you think that there's so much shame around sex and porn? And, you know, mm -hmm. it's so ironic because we are sort of like the co-founders of Kama Sutra, like our culture yeah, yeah. had a book dedicated to sexual pleasure and sexual expression and all of these things, but yet there's still so much taboo mm -hmm surrounding sex do you yeah have a... I think that um a lot of people um I've heard a lot of stories that um there's been a lot of sexual assault in people's lives there's been a lot of mm -hmm. harassment um a lot of molesting which is awful yeah. and that causes trauma <laughs> and yeah, to kind of break down what trauma is trauma is a very intense emotion that in the moment we cannot process we don't have the skills to be able to process that so there are there's a three-step process to how emotions are processed in the body so it starts by the body generating the emotional vibration and then we begin to feel that emotion and any thoughts any physical sensations that come along with it and then the third would be kind of processing it and essentially letting it go. But most of us, the second and third stage gets interrupted and that is what causes trauma. And we carry that around with us in our whole, in the rest of our lives if we don't know how to release it. And I think that that has a massive effect on the shame that women feel because we don't know how to process that trauma that we have felt through those awful experiences we've been through and to kind of go into a bit more detail about what that does to the body shame is a low vibrational emotion and I don't know if you've heard of the seven chakras um, oh yeah I think yeah. there was a cartoon on it on the avatar 
Oh, yeah, and the yeah. theory was going on about um, here are seven chakras that you need to focus on. But yeah, it would be nice if you could explain it in a better format than myself. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So yeah, there is seven chakras. I'll just explain it quickly. But the first chakra is the root, starts at the base of the spine. And then the second chakra is the sacral chakra. You have the solar plexus, the heart, the throat so on um but yeah the one i want to focus on mainly is the sacral chakra because when it comes to shame um that's where it will sit mainly because it is a low vibrational emotion and low frequency emotions tend to be in the lower energy centers of the body so um what happens is that the sacral chakra is the one that governs um people's creativity sexuality and passion and so that traumatic experience can block the energy center preventing that individual from experiencing authentic sexual pleasure and free-flowing creativity and since the organs that govern the chakra are the reproductive organs the bladder the bowel and the intestines um, i believe that this is the reason why many people in the western world are suffering from a low sexual desire. Which um, is quite <laughs> intense yeah. to kind of like take on board. Do you think that pornography has affected the way you perceive sex? I can definitely agree with that. For many people within our culture, pornography has become the default sex educator which is incredibly sad because it is on the other end of the spectrum of true intimacy it's deadly to the male psyche it leads to the lack of lack of ability to delay gratification which is essential for your overall well-being yeah It, it encourages social isolation and it can create performance and anxiety men are finding it really difficult today to sustain a sexual relationship with a real woman and that causes women to feel really insecure about themselves thinking that it's our issue when it's actually not it's what they've been taking on I mean the subconscious mind is always active and when you're watching things like that your subconscious is constantly watching and listening in and taking in information and a lot of porn is very violent it's really violent. Like it disgusts me to see that choking, slapping, and vigorous thrusting is what sex is shown to look like. It's yeah. it's selfish because it uses that person as an object for your own enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And I think personally it needs to be shut down because it's detrimental to to both of us, really, men and women. There's something that um so there's an author author called us. Sarah Pascoe, she's a comedian, mm-hmm. and she recently uh, wrote a book uh, called Sex, Power, Money, where she kind of like dives into uh, not decriminalizing mm-hmm. uh, um, the, the porn industry, yeah, but she she focuses on um, just talking about it more, and I just feel like with the whole porn industry, I don't think every single porn video is puritanical which means Mm -hmm. not every single video is uh essentially 
negative but i i can see that mm-hmm. most of the pornography that a lot of young boys watch tend to mm-hmm. be violent towards women yeah you know it's not real it you know it manifests and you know these guys have the most craziest audacious ideas of, of what, what yeah be. yeah mm. do you feel that like um do you feel like our culture emphasizes too much on purity like remaining a virgin and do you feel that it affects the way men and women interact i i i think so i think it definitely has an effect on how we are in relationships especially i think there was a lot of kind of again shame to for being a virgin when you were young like i remember when i was in high school and people were getting into relationships and i hadn't been in a sexual relationship and I used to feel really shameful about myself thinking that oh should I have already (laughs) um had sex or like should I have done that but I don't I just I really don't understand why that's been such a bad thing and I also don't think it's a bad thing to have sex at a young age but I just think that we we are sexual beings like that is who we are like life force energy also known as chi energy or prana runs through us and life is created through sex like that is what our nature is yeah uh, but i think the problem is people are not taming their sexual desires they are letting them run wild and letting them control them rather than them kind of controlling it like it can actually be used as a tool for abundance and manifesting things into your life rather than to just kind of satisfy a stressful situation or to kind of just escape your present life and yeah I just I think that we all as in a society like as a culture need to really become more comfortable in the fact that we are sexual beings but we really need to honor that sexuality and not abuse it and I think that's what porn does it kind of makes you abuse that energy and it actually takes you away from the authenticity of it like it's actually really pure if you know how to connect to that really strong energy within you because it opens it's like a gateway to the divine and I might use the word divine and people not understand what that means but I'm kind of just saying like it's a higher kind of realm and that like you said the high that you get when you smoke weed or you drink alcohol it's that kind of like feeling you get when you really know how to connect to that energy. So I don't think anybody should feel shameful of whatever experience they've had in their own sexual life because I think it is a journey and we are supposed to grow and learn about this stuff as we kind of go through life. Yeah. Do you feel that um, men, generally speaking, this is not me trying to like, <laughs> be little men, but... <laughs> do you feel that men have a difficult time um in processing the fact that women are sexual beings not sexual objects i can't speak from experience i'm just gonna say like what my opinions are really um but yes i would say so and i think that it's it's to do with what they're taught like 
we don't really get taught about this and sexual energy is like the most powerful energy we need to learn to cultivate and I think it's so essential for us to have been taught how to do that at a young age instead of you know young boys or even young girls I'm not gonna this (laughs) I'm not gonna um not include them but I think that they kind of need to just know how to treat a woman and to treat and even to treat a man if if it's kind of like a a single sex relationship um I just think it's really essential because yeah I do believe that we are treated as objects for our bodies and just for the way that we look rather than for the way that we feel together I feel like a lot of sex nowadays is a very selfish thing it's for your own pleasure rather than for their pleasure you need to have intimacy in activities like this it's essential for actual like for happiness and overall well-being that you need to be connected to that person and not to be using them just because they look good or they feel good and I think a lot of people in our society nowadays are actually very touch deprived because human touch is so important like it releases oxytocin oxytocin is that bonding hormone which keeps us all connected and keeps us all feeling unified with one another and I think a lot of people are very touch deprived which is why people getting into relationships quicker than usual because they want that touch they want that physical closeness they want that comfort that maybe they haven't had growing up and I really think that that can kind of cause a very dysfunctional sexual relationship because you're doing it for the wrong reasons you're not doing it because you really love that person or want to be with that person but you're doing it because you want to feel something more and you want to feel satiated Mm. that's a really good point Mm. how do you um so how how do you how do you think that people who've experienced sexual um trauma Mm -hmm. uh, specifically rape Mm. how do you think that they can move on not move on but kind of heal from this sexually because i know i know a few of um a few girls in my circle who have been raped and to this day they still hold it to themselves because it doesn't matter what they do whether they go to therapy whether they talk to Mm. someone about it there's just this kind of anchor you know just holding them down so Mm -hmm. what's the best way to overcome that positively yeah I mean I would say meditation breath work but if that hasn't worked for them then I think they need to learn to kind of kind of be comfortable in the presence of that emotion so that they can begin to release it I think the most important thing for very traumatic experiences like that that you're holding on to is to release that emotion and recently I've been reading a book by Dr Bradley Nelson it's called The Emotion Code where I have been learning to release trapped emotions. And the thing is, if you hold on to them, they can manifest in parts of the body, which can then cause disease. And I think 
it, I can 100% understand where they're coming from. Like it's very, very hurtful to kind of have that in the body. But I think the best way is to release it. So in order to release it, what you need to do is use magnets. And I mean, there's a whole process and it's a very detailed process, but um, there's this thing called one example of a process. Yes. So there's this thing called muscle testing. And what you do is you kind of hold your arm I'd have to it's very hard to kind of show you but you'd have to hold hold your arm at like a right angle with your palm facing up and when you ask yourself a yes or no question so like do I have a trapped emotion you kind of push down on your arm if it's tense that means that yes and if it's loose that means a no um and let's just say it's a a yes answer so if I asked my body do I have a trapped emotion and my muscles tense up that means it's a yes and what you do is there's this chart where you have to kind of like go through a process by asking you know is the emotion it's, it's basically emotion chart with a list of all different types of um, emotions and you'd ask your body you know is this the emotion that's trapped and once you figure out the emotion that's trapped you use a magnet um, over the governing meridian, which is kind of like you put place on your forehead and then kind of slide it right back to the back of your neck going over your head. And you do that three times and that trapped emotion will be gone. And it seems like magic because it really is because we are 99% empty space. <laughs> we are made of 99% empty space. Um, we are only 1% matter. So everything is energy. And trapped emotions are basically just negative vibrational energy and by using a magnet you're kind of moving that energy with its strong magnetic pull you're moving it through the body allowing it to be released and you don't really feel much but for these women that have had such traumatic experiences this would be such a great thing and I'd I'd love to go into more detail about it because it it really does work and there's been so much testament so many testimonials on it and how um transformational it has been for people and um do you feel that this can apply to men who've also been raped and assaulted as well yes definitely i think there is kind of no um limitation as to who can do this process or who has been holding on to these traumatic traumatic emotions I think both genders can kind of release this um this blockage to kind of help them just live a more true life and living in their essence yeah because I've I've kind of noticed that uh with the with the kind of uprising of me too uh we don't really focus on men and there Mm -hmm. are men who've gone through um really traumatic experiences Mm -hmm. and um they don't really know how to heal themselves so they're literally kind of like their trauma is has manifested in the form of anger Mm -hmm. um, emotionally distancing themselves from people not talking up about it Mm -hmm. so it's it's a very interesting um approach that you have um Do you believe that Tantra should be taught in school? Yeah, I really do. I 
I really do because Tantra is a very I'd say it's a very holistic practice like it includes everything it doesn't disregard anything and I think Tantra and like learning the beauty of this practice is going to help you in all areas of your life and I think a lot of schools they they kind of they just focus on teaching you physics or maths or science Mm -hmm. but when are you ever taught how to deal with your emotions? Like when are you ever taught to how how your body works? Like we, we kind of just put on this earth not knowing anything about our body. And it's crazy because this is the vessel that we live in for as long as we live and we don't know anything about it. Like you mm. experience these traumatic experiences when you're young usually because a lot of people have disruptive childhoods. Yeah. And I think that by teaching Chantra in schools, it's going to help you connect with some with that infinite consciousness that is and that makes up everything in our living world and i just think that the society nowadays is just so focused on capitalism making money productivity and it's totally taken away the human aspect of living and yeah. it's like even just with women in general like we and our periods like no one talks about them we're not taught about them in school like we're taught maybe a lesson about them but our periods are so divine and they are so innately connected with the cycles of earth and it's just these types of things that we should be taught because you could you could fly through life then knowing exactly how your body works exactly what you need to do in order to kind of achieve something because you can use your your power to kind of manifest anything you want without having these blockages without having that and yes life will throw you obstacles but tantra will tell you that it's okay and you can get through it by staying focused and staying true to yourself that's a very interesting perspective. I like what you said about um, periods. Mm. Yes. Isn't it with the... I, I thought that periods were, I think, historically, they were synced in with the moon, mm-hmm. phases of the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were growing up, did you grow up in an environment where periods were... It, it was a taboo. It was like a stigma. Like, don't talk about it. Don't even mention mm. it. Did you grow up in that kind of environment? Yeah, so I remember the first time I got my period. <laughs> Let's just go too much information, but yeah, I was um, in Rome actually. I was about eleven years old, and I remember I was rushing into the bathroom, like, "Oh my god, what is this? Like, I have no idea what this is. Like, did I cut myself or something?" Yeah. But and then I started crying, so I was like, "Oh, I don't know what's going on." My mom was like, "Oh, you're just on your period," and it was just like because she didn't really have a very good experience with it and she'd already told me about that and she kind of made it seem like a very negative thing and from then on I'd always kind of thought of it as being a negative thing so growing up whenever I'd get my period I'd be like oh great like another month or another few days of getting through this like oh I know my mum's told me it comes with pain and I have to take painkillers so I was kind of conditioned at a young age to kind of see it in a negative light exactly and quite similar to my experience as well yeah yeah Yeah. um it's sort of like wait um 
do you want to finish off your story? <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard because I can't see you. And because I, I, can't, know. I don't know when to stop and when to start, but finish off your story. Yeah, no. So when I obviously um, knew what it was, I went to the doctors and everything. So I was like, oh, am I okay? <laughs> um, and yeah, so I, I kind of got it all cleared up. And yeah, so I didn't really see it as a taboo. I mean, there wasn't really a taboo in like growing up. Like I, I could openly talk about it to my mom. I think it was just mainly just a very kind of, it was associated very negatively with a lot of negative things. And that kind of made me kind of not feel very excited about it. And even when I was at school and when I used to like have swimming and things like, yeah. I would always just stay out. I wouldn't wear like tampons or anything because I was never told to, that they were always top in, I guess in our culture where they're kind of like wrong to kind of use um and so yeah I would always kind of just sit out of the, of the swimming and I always just hate it I always used to hate it so changing my perspective on periods has really changed my life like it's been it's been transformational so when I so I started my period I think I was quite early mm. I was in year five how old are you when you're like in year five yeah so I think it's about 10 yeah I think it's about 10 so I think I was the only girl who started in the year and Mm. I remember I was in school and I approached I went to a teacher and I was like um miss there's something going on down there (laughs) I don't know what it is yeah and then she's like what and she was this really moody teacher Mm. who didn't give a shit about her like career so I said to her, like, I told her again, and then she's like, oh, no, you've just started your period. And I was like, what's that? Like, my, yeah. and at the time, I was living with my mother, so she mm. didn't really explain anything to me. But I remember we went on a trip. Um, I went on a trip with the school uh, two months before, and she just packed these bags of always pads yeah. in my luggage. And she didn't, she didn't even explain to me what it was or anything. And you mentioned, um, and even when she said to me, she said to me, she didn't really tell me anything. She just said, like, you just have some, you just have this, like, every month until you, like, until you reach menopause. Yeah. And I remember I went to, I think I was around 13 or 14, and I stayed over. Um, I went to visit my dad. Mm. And I remember my dad promised me and my brother that we'd go swimming and the next day I started my period <laughs> and <laughs> it leaked on the bed and mm. um, my dad lives um, with my stepmom mm. and obviously like my dad still has a lot of negativity and it's quite ironic because he's British born but he's very mm. kind of backwards in his approach to things whereas my dad's brother isn't like that he's very open like you would say are you in your period blah 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 yeah so it's it's sort of like, and I've, I have a brother as well. So I mm-hmm. said, I've already taught my brother, like, this is what women go through. And, you know, when you have your own family, because I don't want my brother to be mm. that, you know, ignorant guy who just doesn't yeah. want to know about women's health because he has to, because one day he might even have a daughter himself. And exactly. I don't, I don't want, you know, I don't want my niece to grow up around like a very backward minded Mm -hmm. bad Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. it's just and so there's also in our culture so obviously we're both like Indian I'm assuming yes (laughs) Yes. then you're you're Punjabi yes I'm I'm Sikh yeah yeah, Punjabi so 
I'm Gujarati, but mm-hmm. the thing is, there is uh, a domain that my family come from, which is um, Swaminarayan, which is mm-hmm. this kind of absolute patriarchal system. And for some families, um, women are not allowed to go to the kitchen. Wow. Women are not allowed to touch anyone. Mm. And the woman is so segregated. And, and it really bugged me when... When I found out about this, I was just truly, truly disappointed yeah. in the treatment that women would, you know, receive. And mm. I'm so grateful that I kind of have a family where I don't get treated that way. I just can't yeah. talk about it. Yeah. But then I know with my aunties, I can. So it's it's a very interesting point because it's 2020, like we're going into 2021. Yeah. And there are so many cultures and so many mm. areas in the world where people still don't talk about periods openly. Oh, I know. I know. So, it's quite sad. <laughs> yeah, it is quite sad. And I think the fact that um, people don't have um, access to sanitary products is mm. even more sadder because there's still a lot of like superstition around mm-hmm. periods. Yeah. But... Um, where can we actually find you and what other projects are you working on? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. I'm mainly using Instagram nowadays. Um, so yeah, I'm currently kind of working on my dance account, which is Navcore. And I am working on a few projects, different um, d- dance themes that I'm kind of going for at the moment. And I, I really just wanted to create something a little bit more visual mm-hmm. and a bit more aesthetic to look at rather than just the kind of dance in a studio type of vibe so yeah that's kind of like what I'm working on recently and I'm so excited like I don't know I just get such a like a, a passion for creating dance videos and I've kind of just not nailed not, sorry nailed it down to it being about me kind of missing performing because I used to perform on stage like every every week I'd have a show every weekend it'd be a, like a wedding or a corporate event or something really cool and I I miss that a lot. So kind of Instagram's given me that platform to um, really just have an audience almost. So I'm just really excited to share what I've got kind of coming up. And yeah, so you can also find me on Navcore underscore spiritual healing. It's been a bit not active at the moment because I've yeah. been so kind of working on uni yeah. work and I've been so I'm focused. Kind of the same as well. <laughs> yeah, I've just been so focused on my dance page as well. So that's kind of I'll come probably come back to that in a few months time but yeah so that's kind of what I've been doing recently and yeah I really hope if you if you want to have a check you can you can have a look but if you don't that's absolutely fine as well (laughs) so before I end this podcast um, I'd like to ask you a few deep introspective questions about yourself yeah so the first one would be what's the title of the current chapter of your life Mm. what would you name it Oh, what would I name it? That's a very good one. I feel like it would be Nav's Spiritual Awakening. (laughs) Because I feel like life to me every single day is just becoming that little bit more vibrant. I remember I used to wake up in the morning. um, Like this was probably like last year, 2019. Um, I used to wake up in the morning. I used to be like, I really don't know. Like, like, it sounds depressing, but like, what am I doing today? Like, what's my purpose today? Like, I don't feel the need to kind of get up and live my life because I've been living it the same way for like every single day. Mm-hmm. And I think 
2020 like I know it's been a lot of um, grief for a lot of people and it's been it's been awful it's very it's been very um fearful and not great for a lot of people but I don't know in my in my opinion it's been one of my best years I think it's because it's I have seen the world in such a different perspective and Mm -hmm. I've been able to gain so much knowledge and get back into reading which I never used to do and connect with such amazing people and have so many opportunities given to me like it's just been such an energizing year and that's why I would kind of say that this chapter of my life would really be about me kind of just learning about what what the world really is and what what the universe that we live in like we are in such a magical place and I think when you wake up with the intention of kind of like bringing magic into your day I think that is kind of what keeps me going and what's and what I'm going to take into 2021. Hmm. That's a good answer. Um, <laughs> what inspires you the most? Um, inspires me the most. That's a good question as well. Um, I'd say nature. <laughs> I'd say nature inspires me. Like sometimes I could, because I love every single day. I love to go on a walk um, in nature, and there'd always just be like even just a squirrel <laughs> just <laughs> running on the twigs. I'd be like how is he like well how is this squirrel not scared of falling like they're running on these branches like right at the top of the trees and they have no fear they're not scared of falling on the floor and it's like that really inspires me to like just live less kind of take risks and live with no boundaries almost and I think just like little things with like just the sun kind of energizing day like that's just inspiring to me and the beautiful patterns that are formed in nature like the geometrical shapes of plants like that is so inspiring to me and it kind of reminds me that I'm in such a wonderful place and the earth is a gift to be here like it's a gift to be to be living on this planet gratitude gratitude, gratitude that is the best <laughs> the best thing <laughs> you can you can ever bring to your life I think it's been a bit um, difficult for some of us to just express gratitude, but I'm yes. learning to do the same as well. And yeah. um, the final question I have mm-hmm. um, is, if every single person on this planet practiced Tantra, how do you think this world would be? How would it operate? Oh, I think everyone would be constantly fueled with love (laughs) filled with love like it would be such a great place because tantra essentially is about reaching enlightenment Mm -hmm. and reaching these kind of like high states of love and gratitude and imagine just everybody just giving and receiving love constantly and not being afraid to just be open about something communicate with someone like that would be such a lovely place and you know nature would be happy we would be happy animals would be happy the whole world would be happy if we all realized that we were already whole and that when we were born on the planet we were whole like when you're a baby you're not like looking you're not like self-conscious you know you've got like dribble going down your face and you've got like a, a full nappy like no one's looking at you um, thinking oh that baby needs to clean up like you are yeah. so confident you're like come here I deserve attention you know no baby is born like that we are whole already and yeah. I think it's really important for people to kind of practice tantra like even I can kind of say how you can do that actually um, <laughs> so 
yeah, if you want to integrate tantric practice into your life, you kind of have to be curious about everything. Because tantra is about self-exploration, mm-hmm. I think it's best if you learn how to express your needs, learn to be vulnerable, learn to prioritize yourself, chant. Mantras are so important to kind of connect to the vibration of your body. Like you can choose any mantra that resonates with you. And also to shake your amazing body. That's what I think Tantra is all about. Like learning to just really just be confident and love your body. Like it's amazing. It does so many things for you. And I also wanted to mention that um, you can kind of include like a little ritual into your every, well, not even every day, but maybe like an every week ritual where you can kind of engage in a mindful self-pleasuring because it's benefit, beneficial for yeah. developing like a high self-esteem confidence. Oh, like a self-love ritual. A self-love yeah. ritual, yeah. exactly. Like it kind of encourages you to have that free-flowing creative expression. And it will also like make you aware of what you like and where yeah. you prefer to be touched and the settings that make you most at ease. I would personally recommend giving yourself like a full body massage with wonderful oils because yeah. that can be such a great experience to become intimate with yourself. And I think like we were mentioning before, people are lacking the intimacy with partner because they lack yeah. intimacy with themselves because there's yeah. that famous saying that you can't love other people if you can't love yourself yeah and I think by you know turning the lights down wrapping yourself up in a cozy blanket lighting some candles and just being present with your mind and your body is the absolute number one way to develop that intimacy with yourself and I think if we can all learn to do that or just whatever feels right for you I think the world will be a better place because we will all be focused on giving and receiving love with one another yeah i think we'll be more uh conscious individuals rather than yeah uh, kind of operating from our from our lower energy centers from our kind of animal instincts almost (laughs) i don't know if you've heard of um so the bhagavad gita actually speaks about this it's called Mm, bhagyug so it's sort of like uh i think life is all about cycles and Mm. we're sort of in the dark cycle so we're in the where we are in the dark age so it's Mm -hmm. kalyuk which which basically translates to the age of ignorance yeah so even the most basic things like um spending time with your family a lot of people would rather spend time on their phones a lot of people would rather be on social media um there's a lot to go in you know there's a lot to talk about mm. there but I think we'll have to uh finish this episode thank yeah. you so much for coming on to well of course recording yeah. remotely with me that's absolutely <laughs> amazing like I've had such a great time just like just speaking about the things that I love to talk about I'm Savage Sonia and you've been listening to the Savage Sonia show please like the segment on Instagram if you liked the podcast episode, please tag me on Instagram at SavageSonya underscore and on Twitter at SavageSonya1. Finally, if you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcast and subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Until then, why be average when you can be savage? Thank you for listening.